Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcasts. My name is Joe Oltman, and uh, we have a we have a lot to go over today. And we also have a special guest. Ash Epp is in the house, one of the best journalists that I've ever worked with. Um, so she's here, and then later on, we're going to have Sean Smith on the podcast, who is going to be reporting on Colorado US- canvassing report. Yeah, and. I know you're not allowed to talk about. I'm not going to bring it up. Should I, not, I just probably should not bring it up, right? Can I not don't, bring it up? It's don't bring it up. Okay. So why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, so I'm a mom of three boys, uh, hockey playing boys. Um, just finished a season and and then tried out for another team, and now the the third season of the year starts. Uh, so that's mostly most most of my life. Um, co-founder of the U.S. Election Integrity Plan. So citizen-led grassroots effort to find the truth about what happened on November 2020, expose that truth and restore election integrity. I'm not going to talk about that U.S. EIP right now. That's right. That's right. So, um, yeah, you just threw me <laughs> off. We're not allowed to talk about that. We'll talk about that later. We'll when, talk about it later. Yeah, we'll talk about yeah. it later. Yeah. So anyway, I um, I now am the par- director of partnerships for Cause of America, Mike Lindell's election integrity endeavor, and I uh, write at Ash in America, AshinAmerica.com. Yeah, and Ash in America, we you drop some truth bombs all over the place, all over the place. Yeah. Well, God told me not to be afraid to speak, not to be silent. So. Well, and you definitely has have honored that. So um, today we got we got a lot of stuff to to walk through today and. When you, when you called me, you're like, look, we, we have to talk about, while everyone is going through and concentrating on World War III or the prospects of it, which is a right. real prospect. We, we never would have thought we'd have been here. But now that we have that prospect, what are they doing in the middle of all that? That's right. What's the other hand doing? Right? So we have uh, round-the-clock coverage on Russia and Ukraine. There's many different angles to that story, the humanitarian crisis, the military engagement, um, the propaganda, I think, is one of the, the biggest stories, and that propaganda is on both sides, because all war is deception, as Sun Tzu said. But what's happening here at home, what's happening in America, while everybody's focused on Ukraine and Russia, that, to me, is um, where we, as Americans, should be focused. Well, and so here we are, we're, you know, there's... You know, if you go to if you go to can you put up Mr. Producer? Can you put up like Fox News? I mean, sorry, it's the only thing we got that will show you just how bad the mainstream media is. But Mr. Producer, if you could put up Fox News, just the front page, the the entire news apparatus is concentrated on Ukraine. Every article, if you're on a, if you're on your phone right now, just go to Fox. Don't go to Fox News if you're using it to listen to us. Go later, but if. If you go to Fox News and you look at it, it's Ukraine, 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 Putin bad, uh, Zelensky good. You can just tell that there's this massive amount of, well, that's not it. 
Oh, there you go. That you is, <laughs> yeah, that, that was the, the maternity ward story is still it looks like that's still up on Fox News. And that <coughs> is that has been proven to be false. It's story. not it's not just up this this whole thing. The pregnant woman evacuated on a stretcher after Russia airstrike and Maripol maternity hospital. And the picture of the woman that's on the stretcher is a actress. And so it by itself is this is a staged event that is an Azov um, a compound that was bombed. They, they say it was a hospital. It was not. And we, we were able to verify this with someone on the ground that was taking mm-hmm. pictures of, of the actual area. So, and, and Todd said something about it this morning, but uh, Fox News promoted that story sure. this morning. Still up. It's unbelievable. It's now known to be false, and it's still up. And what I find incredible about that is, again, what is the other hand doing? I was having a conversation with one of my relatives today, and I mentioned that vaccine passports are rolling out in 21 states. This was reported by Forbes the same day that Russia uh, in, invaded Ukraine, the February 24th, same day, reported by Forbes, 21 states have vaccine passports. And my relative said to me, where are you getting your news? My husband and I are immersing ourselves in in uh, you know Fox and OAN and Newsmax, and how are you getting this news? And I said, this is Forbes. You, you can't go to the mainstream for news anymore. You have to dig for it, and that's all by design. And, and Mr. Producer, you could find that uh, tweet from the UN that said that social media is bad yeah. because it stops them from being able to perpetrate all of this propaganda and fake news. Um, so I'm going to do a quick ad read for one of our um, sponsors. Uh, this podcast brought to you by Liberty Cigar Company. I'm going to just get right into it. If you're my friend and you were with me three weeks ago and you, dr- you smoked my cigars and drank my port, you better replace it because you're going to get 17.76% off. And this set is um, known as the Early Republic, and it mirrors the personality of the one so honored. So it has a, a George Washington, a John Adams, a Thomas Jefferson, a James Madison, James Monroe, and a John Quincy Adams cigar. Um, so you can get 17.76% off of that early Republic series if you go to LibertyCigars.com and use the coupon code LIBERTY. Originally priced at $89. Get over there. As a matter of fact, you can send me a box of cigars if you want and replace it for my cheap friends who have not yet replaced my cigars. Yeah. Go to LibertyCigars.com. Okay. <laughs> so so let's let's jump right into it. Sure. So there are uh, there's a lot of things happening with COVID. While the world is... is you know, consumed with Ukraine versus Russia and virtue signaling over who is the best patriot and who knows the most truth. COVID uh, is there's a lot of news. So first, um, if you watch War Room and if you don't, I I encourage you to watch War Room because it's one of the only places to get truth right now. Dr. Naomi Wolf joined Steve Bannon this morning. Yeah. For a segment entitled The Deep Secrets of Pfizer's Documents. Okay, so most people don't know who Naomi uh, Wolf is, but she was an ex-advisor to Clinton. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, she's been very critical of the Clintons in recent years, um, and not because there was a falling out, but just because she had a she had a wake up, just kind of woke up one day and said, "Hey, I, I, I can't live, I can't live like this." Sure. But yeah, this was an amazing. Why don't you just tell people what it is, sure. Mr. Producer? If you can put it up, it'd be great. So she's been very critical about vaccine mandates and about the censorship that's happening around COVID, that both the virus as well as the uh, the vaccines. And so the information that she provided this morning, it's it's pretty disturbing. It's um, and we can see now why why Pfizer wanted 
this information over 55 years suppressed until we're all dead right is and that's uh according and this is uh, documents from the american medical association pfizer is distributing different doses of the active ingredient in the covid vaccines so the different batches have different amounts of the um active ingredients so for me this raises some key questions are these batches standardized by age by the age that they're giving, the, you know, the age groups they're giving, are, are these vaccines are available to kids now. So are kids getting huge doses and adults getting smaller doses in some, some cases? And what does that do for effectiveness data that we know? Well, well, keep in mind that every batch has a number and that unique identifier goes back to that batch number. And that batch number can be used in, in order to make us like human, human guinea pigs. Sure. Right? And so the... the uh, um, yeah, we'll we'll play that in a second, Mr. Producer. So Give me a second. But we're told safe and effective. Safe and effective. Yeah. These vaccines are safe and effective. Which which amount of active ingredient did they test to make them safe and effective? How does that variability work with the supposed FDA approval that we have? If there are different active ingredients, and where is the the broken out data on that? So the the reason why this is important is because they have talked about graphene being being inside of the vaccines. They talked about other things that they found inside the vaccines that have the ability to either alter um, mental state, alter your DNA. And so we're, we're sitting back and they're saying, you have to trust the institution of government. And I think that's the most dangerous part about everything that we're dealing with is they want us to trust them. Mm-hmm. And I think to myself, what has the government done over the last 50 years that would lead you to believe at any point that they were trustworthy? Well, and I'll take it a step further. They want us to trust them at the same time that they're censoring us and they're hiding information and they're being wholly untrustworthy. They're, they have their propaganda machine publishing information like the right has weaponized freedom against democracy, right? That uh, misinformation, right? Do your own research can be da- can be dangerous. I believe Brian Stelter yeah. at CNN said that doing your own research can be dangerous. So the truth, you can't silence the truth. You can, you, can, you can keep it suppressed for a while, but it will come out eventually. And that's what we're seeing. And we're seeing people wake up. Well, now, now you talk about waking up. Um, Let's 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 talk about what that means to wake up to them. We have become the enemy. There was a report that was actually pushed out a couple days ago um, where we went back to July of 2020. Excuse me. And why do I have trouble with his name? I have trouble with all these like weird names. Uh, Mayorkas, sorry, Mayorkas, 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 Mayorkas has set out new rules on extremism. So this was. Uh, something came out with a gateway pundit a couple days ago. I think uh, uh, back at the be, uh, beginning of the, maybe it was a couple, yeah, it was a couple days ago. And it says, uh, in his first year in office, there were two million illegals came across the border. We've, we've had just a, a, a different type of pandemic and crime and, and just turmoil for the American people. And yet he stopped and said, anyone that comes out against the COVID restrictions or the protocols for COVID and or stands against the stolen election, and we know what that was, that you have now been labeled an extremist. And remember that the Rasmussen, the polling from Rasmussen shows that the majority of Americans now believe that that there was some sort of malfeasance that impacted elections, right? That impacted the election. Not that there was fraud, but it wasn't enough. But there was there was material fraud in the 2020 election majority. And COVID, you know, people are waking up all over the place. So what we see is they've lost the narrative. They're losing the fight. So now they're labeling us terrorists. 
Yeah, and and this is what they and so we're we're finding ourselves in this difficult situation where we're standing up. So this is the DHS release report on internal review of domestic violent extremism. And I'll just read the first part of this. This is dated uh, March 11th. Today, the Department of Homeland Security DHS released a report on how it can be, how to best prevent, detect, and respond to potential threats related to domestic violent extremism within the department. This report is the product of a comprehensive high-level internal review that Secretary of Homeland Security uh, Alexandro N. Mayorkas uh, directed. It is highlights the steps of DHS should take to improve the ability to adequately identify and address related threats. These recommendations will also better enable the department to continue executing its critical mission and ensure its employees are safe and secure at work. Among the key recommendations which the department is working to implement with urgency, the report highlights a need for clear guidance as to what constitutes violent extremism, extremist activity and how to address it. Improved workforce training for how to identify and report that activity and the development of a centralized DHS-wide investigative case management system and information sharing mechanism for investigating related allegations. Secretary Mayorkas uh, has directed VHS to swiftly implement the report's recommendations. The, the scary part about these recommendations, if you actually go down a little bit, and by the way, this, is, this has been happening over the last year. Mm -hmm. So they, they came knocking at your door. They did. Yeah, they did. They came knocking at my door after <laughs> I spoke to Republican legislators, uh, state of Colorado legislators about election fraud. A few days later, this was in April, long after January 6th, well, well beyond the time that they could have looked and seen that I had done nothing wrong. Yeah. Right. Um, but they came just just four days after I after I spoke about election fraud. So, so the you, you know, I know we're kind of going into all the different things that have happened. Mm -hmm. DHS calling us extremists, but it, it ties into truth tellers that are coming forward and talking about just how evil our government apparatus has become. Well, and it's also hypocritical. And so just last week, Jen Psaki, and I didn't pull this clip, I should have, uh, Jen, Jen Psaki said that Russia hacked our democracy. She said that last week during a press conference. Let's we know we that to be demonstrably false, right? We know we know for sure that that narrative is false. Yet that narrative is still allowed to carry. But anybody talking about the 2020, 20, 2016, you can still... You can still say it was fraudulent, right? But 2020, you're now a terrorist if you if you don't believe the narrative and if you don't trust completely untrustworthy people. Um, so, so w what we're dealing with with big pharma, we're dealing with with this uh, Pfizer vaccine, mm -hmm. is that in this article it says, and Mr. Producer, put up A2 again if you would. Um, Th this is interesting because this says in here that Naomi mentions that this ties in directly with the website, How Bad Is My Batch? It was created so you could track how many adverse reaction incidents were linked to the vaccine batch you were given. Mm -hmm. And so people were reporting back and they were having similar adverse reactions based on the batch. And there was whole batches that no one had any reactions to. Right. Which leads you to believe, did I get a placebo or did I get the real thing? Right which would also lead you down the path that maybe they're experimenting us on a large scale. They are experimenting us on a large scale, and they're doing this in such a way to, to hurt us, to destroy us as people. Well, right. and, and don't, don't forget, they wanted this information in these documents suppressed until we're all dead. They wanted it gone for 55 years, right? So that when it, came, when it comes out, you know, the, the outrage will be gone because the event is 55 years past. And, and thankfully, there are people digging in to this information in these declassified Pfizer documents. But that's not even the only 
the only thing that's happening, what the other hand is doing while uh, while we're all focused on Ukraine and Russia, and that's and that's not even the only thing with COVID. So, <coughs> with uh, so so yesterday, the Pfizer CEO came out and said that a fourth jab is necessary, and on Friday. The CDC came out and says that in kids, which is what they were reporting on on Friday, the jab, the two jabs is only 31% effective. So they seem consistent, right? CDC says right. jabs aren't super effective. Pfizer CEO says you need a fourth dose. But then, like I said, there's 21, 21 states now with vaccine passports. And they've been planning on that since early since, since the Biden administration took, took uh, office in January of 2021. So... They're trying to do this so nobody's paying attention to it. Everyone's concentrated on either virtue signaling or taking a side on Russia or Ukraine. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, now they're trying to push even a, another jab onto our children. Well, and who benefits? So, so first of all, who has benefited from the vaccines so to far. date? Yeah. We hear lots of people. I think Barack, Barack Obama just came out and said, I'm so glad that I was vaccinated. I've just been diagnosed with COVID. I can't imagine what it would have been like if I wasn't vaccinated. We're uh, living in a clown world. Yeah. So let's, um, if we can, Mr. Producer, um, the Pfizer CEO says a fourth jab is necessary. Do we have that article from the Gateway Pundit? It's A2 on here, but it I don't think it's A2. Um, but if you, it says, let me just read a little bit to you. This comes, the CDC published a new study Friday revealing that the two doses of Pfizer vaccine were only 31% effective. And let me read the actual quote. Two doses of, two doses of Pfizer bio and uh, tech uh, vaccine received less than five months earlier were moderately effective, 31%, in preventing symptomatic and asymptomatic Omicron infection among children aged 5 to 11 and 59% effective among adolescents aged 12 to 15, the study explains. Now, you know the Omicron is sniffles. Right. So why are we giving kids vaccines for the sniffles? Well, and let's not forget the other story that came out uh, over the weekend, I believe, where they said <laughs> it was the lefty press saying, did we all, you know, put too much faith in the PCR tests? And did we get false positives? Oh, we should really be better about that next time. We were demonized for suggesting that that was the case. Yeah, it, it is... So, so let's get let's get right into Mr. Producer. Do we have? I just asked you about that video, um, in the in the. Uh, and just one more one more point um, before the Naomi the Naomi Dr. Naomi Wolf uh, video, if the CDC data is saying it's not super effective, and the the Pfizer CEO is saying that you need a fourth dose, what? level of active ingredient is that based on in their testing since they're putting <laughs> differing levels of active ingredients into the various batches yeah so let's um let's play cut a4 and this is naomi on uh batch testing uh varying ingredients go ahead and play cut four find and surface important new documentation and then that goes over to the lawyers um, and we're going to have a webinar on the 23rd about how to file criminal charges so that it's not just civil actions that these people are facing but criminal um, but can i just i'm a little bit in shock today like every time the research team brings me what they found my level of trying to tolerate shock has to go higher and higher i would like to share with your community a finding that reached reached me from the research team um yesterday which is pretty terrifying, and I think people need to know about it. 
Yes, ma'am. Go ahead. Thank you so much. So this was leaked to me. Uh, it's directly from the AMA, but it's also replicated in the documents. It's Appendix Q, Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome Coronavirus, uh, COVID-19 Vaccines. And what it is is a table that goes to doctors with vaccine codes and dosages. And many people have said, and this was one thing that led me not to want to take, there you go, not to want to take the uh, the vaccine. Many people who are nurses and pharmacists have been whistleblowing and saying, you know, the ingredients are not in the in the sheet that goes with the package, it's blank. And that's been correct. But here, if you're a doctor, you can get, uh, or a medical insider, you can get this table. All right. So this table is pretty terrifying because there's been work that's been done that I thought was preliminary, but this confirms it, that there are different batches, essentially, with different codes, you know, serial numbers, basically, and that they are having different effects. Uh, there's a website called HowBadIsMyBatch.com, I believe, that is looking at symptoms uh, from the, in the VAERS database that relate to different kinds of serial numbers. Well, this is the other side of that. It would appear, and again, this is over to the doctors, over to the lawyers to, to validate, but it would appear, and you can see for yourself, that it lists a series of codes. They all start with 913, but they end in 000507. And they do appear to be different batches. Uh, there's a whole series that are left out, and you can find them elsewhere, which is concerning. And that series is called Vaccines Slash Toxoids and Vaccines Slash Toxoids Guidelines. But look, just looking at this series, which is about 12 batches, they have different dosages. They have different dosages. Uh, it says... Uh, mRNA LNP, which is the lipid nanoparticle spike protein, preservative-free, and then the first one is 30 micrograms. The second one is also 30 micrograms. These are Pfizer. But then there's 10 micrograms, also Pfizer. And then Moderna has 100 micrograms. Uh, and then Pfizer has 3 micrograms, and these are different batches. And then a Moderna has 50 micrograms, and another Moderna has 50 micrograms. And uh, then you go, so, so just in those, those, those like eight or nine batches that I've just read that end in 00, 0507, different people are getting different dosages of, of the, the active and possibly the dangerous ingredients. Right, and the reason I find this so important, especially with the work that... So which one did you get? Yeah, well, I haven't, got, I haven't gotten any, any of them, but I would just like to say what I think is going on here. So this is a quote from uh, Pfizer CEO Albert Borla, who joined uh, Margaret Brennan on Face the Nation on Sunday. Yeah. It is necessary a fourth boost right now. The protection that you are getting from the third, it is good enough, actually quite good for hospitalizations and death. Doesn't last very long, though. We're just submitting those data to the FDA, and then we'll see what the experts also will say outside of Pfizer. It's a racket. They're going for another bump in profits because that's, you know, I, I live close to a, a fairgrounds and they do vaccines there. It says free, free COVID vaccine at the fairgrounds every day, seven to seven. It's not free. We're paying for it. These are governments that are paying for these vaccines. These are tax dollars. It's all a racket. That's my, that's my opinion. So 
while this is all happening, we're going through the Pfizer stuff. We 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 are seeing some pretty crazy stuff as it relates to, um, and I, and I know this isn't on top of the mind, but critical race theory again is all is in full force. Um, gender fluidity, what they're doing right now um, to our children in first grade, second grade, third grade is unconscionable. And it's, it's as if people are, again, falling asleep because they get distracted by the Ukraine. Like, oh, we don't have any time to deal with this. So, so they are literally playing to it, and we are not very focused. And so we have to get back to being focused and, you know, work the problem. Well, and I go back to my relative who told me today, I immerse myself in the news, right? I, I'm, I'm watching all of it. How is it that I don't know about this? Because the news isn't telling you. Um, you know, that Forbes article came out on February 24th, same day Putin invaded Ukraine. Nobody's seen it. Nobody's talking about it. It's all no. we're, we're distracted. And that's just COVID. Right. So we talk about we talk about the distractions and what's happening. What's the other hand doing? I, I mean, we're just we've just touched on COVID. I have more. Well, let's go. All right. Um, so Congress is throwing around trillions again. This is unbelievable. Yep. I so, mean, this just talks about the remaining fiscal year for 2022. And it's not just a little bit of money. It's a trillion and a half dollars. It's a trillion and a half dollars. And it's very interest, interesting to see how it's been earmarked. So Wednesday night, the House passed it, $1.5 trillion spending bill. Then on Thursday, the uh, Senate passed it. and um, With what vote? I mean, this is interesting. Senate is 68-31. So that means that 24, wait, sorry, 18 Republicans voted for this bill. Yeah. I mean, I haven't done the math, but assuming, assuming all the Democrats voted for it, right? So, yes. Um, so $13.6 billion to Russia and Ukraine. Um, you know, they... they, they They've got four billion for humanitarian, three point five billion for new military equipment, three billion for deploying troops to the region. Whoa, um, whoa, whoa, back up. Yep. I want to ask everyone on here. I want to ask you this question too. At what point do you care? I mean, look, you care about the people that are dying over in Ukraine. Do you care? about the same number of people that are dying in Chicago? How about the same people that are homeless that were veterans that served our nation? Do you care about the people down in, at the border whose little kids are being raped by illegals that come across the border, rape their children, and then leave? Do you care about them too? Do you care about the people that, that murder indiscriminately people in the streets? Here in our own country, do you care about that? Well, I can tell you what Congress cares about because they gave $13.6 billion to Ukraine, all of those yeah. topics we just talked about. $1.6 billion for the U.S. southern border. And um, the fact that they think that they can get away with this is, is astounding to me. $3.2 billion in climate change, and that's what they call infrastructure now. For, for those that missed the memo, climate change is now infrastructure. Those are synonyms. Um, but the, my favorite one, they gave the military a 5.7% pay raise, which I think is great. Yeah. They voted themselves a 21% pay raise in the middle <laughs> in the middle of Wait, what? Yeah, the Congress voted themselves a 21% pay raise and I was searching for this before to find um, headlines to cover this. It's so suppressed. I searched DuckDuckGo, I searched Google, I searched Brave. I finally went to quant q w a n t.com. And you can see all the all the reporting. Everybody's trying, right? Like people who are trying, 
journalists who are trying to get the truth out, they're trying to get the truth out. There's hundreds of articles that have been written on the 21% pay raise that Congress just voted themselves. Hey, um, listen, everyone. I want, you to, I want you to do something for me. I want you to close your eyes for a minute. Do you smell it? That's the tea. Hmm. That's the tea being dumped in the harbor. You know, th these people want to call me an extremist because I care about Americans. And the only thing that these leaders care about, these rhinos and these radical leftists care about is themselves. Where's your 21% raise? Where's your 21% raise? Where's your raise? Where is it that they give a rat's ass about you as, a, as, a, as an American? You got the borders open on, on both sides. They're injecting you with stuff, taking money from you and handing it to foreign interests. And by the way, on commodities that you actually um, consume every single day, inflation is 59% as of this morning. That you consume 59% in 2022. That is gas, corn, food, beef. 59%. They voted themselves a raise for 21% on your back. Yep. And by the way, where's our $1.5 trillion? Where is that money coming from? So I'm going to ask you again, can you smell it? Because I can smell it. I can smell it. And they want to call me an extremist. How about the fact that it's extreme that I have to go without, my kids have to go without, they have to be taught everything except for English, math, math, Social studies, languages. No, they're taught that they're you're white. If you're white, you're bad. If you're a minority, you're a victim. And we're going to take everything from you, and maybe we'll give you scraps. And if you don't believe me, go to Africa. Anyone that's been to Africa knows that they treat those people like slaves. China does it. Here's infrastructure. Here's some roads. Give me all your resources. The West goes there and sleeps with their women. A lot of times it's pastors. You're not going to want to hear that. I'm sorry I was there. A lot of time there. Well, and remember the, uh, the British like to say that they ended slavery before they founded America. They ended slavery on the island of Great Britain, right, of the island of England. They still, they, they built their world, their world British Empire using mm. slaves. And it's the same kind of hypocrisy that we're seeing now. There's nothing... Um, that really symbolizes for me taxation without representation than passing a $1.5 trillion spending bill that gives yourself a 21% raise in the middle of the night without any scrutiny. Stocks are down 31%. The main, main deal is down 31%. You have things like Facebook, which are down 50%. I'm really happy about that. I just want to be really clear. I'm happy, happy. Pat me on the back. Happy, 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 happy. I, I hope that they literally go broke and out of business. I hope that's the case. But... But let's be honest. Who here would not want a 21% raise? Yeah. Would you want a 20% raise? That'd be great. Can anybody else want a 21% raise? But where's your 21% raise? You know, this is the stuff that, you know, I, I, I've been talking about for a long time. They think they deserve a 21% raise, which is what I find most astounding about this, is they think our military deserves a 5.7% raise. I'm fine with our military getting a raise. I'm not fine with the leaders who kicked people out for not getting vaccinated and, and demonized people that way. Those people shouldn't get a penny. They should be fired and court-martialed. But for the, the military soldiers that are just trying to get by like the rest of us, I'm fine with them getting a raise. They should get a 21% raise. Congress 
should should I can't say what I think Congress should have. Twenty one percent raised. That's 21%. why that, that's why those those eighteen Republicans voted for mm-hmm. this bill is because they're like, yeah, who who doesn't want twenty one percent? By the way, they make about one hundred and sixty eight thousand dollars a year. They gave themselves a thirty two thousand dollar raise. And by the way, I want you to be really clear. I'm going to be clear. The twenty one percent is on their entire salary. And this is for fiscal year 2022, which ends in June. So they got a $32,000 raise. I don't know any of you that would want a $32,000 check. I need, to, I need to do a read for one of our sponsors. It's actually one of my uh, the sponsors that has been our sponsor for a long time. It's Air Medcare Network. Um, do you live in a rural area? Uh, it's hard to reach. I mean, you have, you have hiking and you spend a lot of time outdoors or if you drive a lot, um, health insurance doesn't always cover the cost of an emergency medical flight if, God forbid, you're in an accident. But with Air Medicare Network, you're covered for as little as $85 a year. Your whole household will be covered in case you ever need to be air medically transported. If you use the prom- promo code daily, go to airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily. Use the promo code daily. You can get up to a $50 e-gift card when you sign up today. I've been a member for the last year and a half. Great organization. And... Um, you know, it's $85 a year. If you have four people in your family, just imagine how cheap that is on a monthly basis. It's definitely a lot more affordable than you get when you start talking about insurance um, as a whole. And insurance oftentimes won't cover air airlifting yeah, out. Yeah. My mother had, to, I think I mentioned this last time I was on your show, my mother had to be airlifted to a different hospital, but because, you know, the right doctor wouldn't sign off on it, the insurance wouldn't cover it. So it's, you know, $85 a year is nothing. So I want to say this, because I think it's important. We have a video of Klaus Schwab's uh, right-hand henchman that said that he can hack humans. It might be why people are so stupid, but he said that they actually can hack, hack humans. Now, rules for radical number one. Do you know what the rules for radical number one is? Something you, about chaos? No. Never let a crisis go to waste? Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 that, that would not be un, uh, unlike what it is, but rule number one is power is not only what you have, but what the enemy thinks you have. And so I want to play this video really quick. It's really important. Then Sean's on, so we'll bring him on as well. But I want to say that this, this just by itself is absolutely scary. Go ahead and play that cut, Mr. Producer. We are probably one of the last generations of Homo sapiens because in the coming generations, we will learn how to engineer bodies and brains and minds. Now, how exactly will the future masters of the planet look like? This will be decided by the people who own the data. Now, why is data so important? It's important because we've reached the point when we can hack not just computers, we can hack human beings and other organisms. Now, what do you need in order to hack a human being? You need two things. You need a lot of computing power, and you need a lot of data, especially biometric data. But control of data might enable human elites to do something even more radical than just build digital dictatorships. By hacking organisms, elites may gain the power to re-engineer the future of life itself. Because okay, once you off. can hack something, turn it off. you can usually turn it off. also engineer. First of all, what you saw behind them was the meta t- code and data from a website that you could get off of hitting developer code. Mm. 
But I want to I want to point a couple things out in the middle of the pandemic in 2020. And guys, look, I'm not Alex Jones. I don't believe half of the shit that I hear and less of what I even see, because I know that nothing is what it seems. Mm -hmm. I have spent enough time in really bad situations to understand that people aren't who they say they are, that things aren't what they say they are, that authenticity is almost dead. We have to retrain ourselves to be authentic. But what you just saw was someone that said that he can hack a human and that we are the last generation of homo sapiens. He is literally telling you out loud in 2020, this is, I swear to you, this is what happened. If I'm lying, I'm dying. NASA came out and the federal government came out and said, we are living amongst aliens. And by the way, you cannot procreate with them. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. You got all this crazy stuff that's happening all over our country, all over our, all over globe. And they said that now. I'm not Alex Jones. So I'm not going to tell you what I think because I don't know what I think because I don't even know. I, I can't even I have a hard time constant, you know, comprehending the fact that we have this many stupid people in our country. But he's sitting here saying the quiet part out loud when he said that the elite can do something more radical. He called it what it is. See, the devil has to tell you what he's going to do. Mm -hmm. And I would say that the last 200 years has been a quiet spell for the devil. In the United States. Well, it's Very been blessed. conditioning. Yeah. It's, it's pre he's, he's never stopped working. He's been conditioning and preparing for, for this time, I think. Um, I have a pretty strong point of view on it. I think it's demons. I don't, I don't believe it's aliens. But what I find really interesting about that clip, and this came up um, either last week or the week before on Morning Joe with Joe Scarborough as well. They feel comfortable enough to call themselves elites to us. He you said ready? elites will be able to have whatever he said. I mean, they're call they're openly calling themselves elites. That's what they think of you. And that hacking humans, this isn't new. This is we've been conditioned for this for a long time. I wrote a piece on my blog called um, "They Think They Can Play God Because They Can." Go read it. It it digs into the social engineering and the hackability of humans. All right. So let me tell you what we can do because I actually don't believe they can do that. I believe that they can't do what we don't let them do. Oh, great. But, but beyond that, but beyond that, I'm going to tell you that I don't think they have the ability to do it. I think that they're conditioning us using this psyops environment. That's and what the I strongest, mean by hack. the strongest among us are the ones that are stopping it from happening. Right. When they talk about extremism, we are a threat. We are a threat because we know what the truth is. And they've been conditioned to say, you have to live your truth. No, there is only one truth. Yeah. There's only one truth. It is the it is the, it is the God given truth. It is literally one more of society that's based on a moral standard. That's the only truth. Everything else outside of that is a lie, and it's built on the devil. Period. One hundred percent agree. One hundred percent agree. But what I, what I mean, hack a human. I mean, hack their mind in terms of social engineering, psychological operations, gaslighting. You have no idea what's real. You don't know who to trust. You that that is it's. It's coordinated and it's happening. It's happening with our media gaslighting us on a regular basis. The reason that you don't hear that 21 states now have vaccine passports is because the people who are responsible to tell you the truth don't tell you. We've been conditioned to believe that if something is important, the news media is going to tell you about it. That's not true. If something is important and they're not going to tell you, they're not going to tell you about it. If something hurts their power structure, they are not going to tell you about it. And you just heard it from Klaus Schwab's 
uh, right pal, hand. right hand. They, they believe themselves to be elite. They believe that they are the gods of this realm. They are the ones who can decide for the rest of us. And that's the smell of tea. That's the smell of tea, and we're going to get there. But uh, before we do, and before we bring Sean, I'm going to go through and just talk about one of our other sponsors, IP Vanish. So IP Vanish helps you track and safely browse the internet without exposing your private details to third parties such as hackers, your ISP, or advertisers. You can use IP Vanish on your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when streaming media. When you use IP Vanish, all of your data is encrypted. That means that your private details, passwords, communication, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded by falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes virtually invisible online, makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. So IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan or with, to our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. Um, it's easy to use. Um, all you do is tap one button. You're instantly, prote instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Uh, stop sharing with the world everything you watch, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with IP Vanish. So go to IPVanish.com slash daily and use promo code daily and claim your 70% off savings. That's IPVanish.com slash daily and use offer code daily for IP Vanish. Okay, let's bring Sean on. Let's bring Sean on. So let me, let me introduce Sean to you. So Sean is a colonel. What's that? Go ahead, Mr. Producer. You can talk. Just talk on the... I'll just... Uh um, Ash is going to be is going to be signing off while we bring Sean on. That's all. Oh, you're signing off. I'm come back after Sean. Okay. All right. Well, hey, thanks for being with us. Come back after Sean. Yeah. All right. Happy so to we're gonna we're gonna pull Ash off for a minute and bring Sean on. But Sean Smith is a tireless leader. Served his country, I mean, honorably. And I don't really know how many years, but I think it was like 22 or 23 years. But we'll ask him. So let's bring Sean Smith on from USEIP. Hey, Sean, welcome to the show. Hi, Joe. How are you? Uh, good, brother. How many years in the military? Uh, about 25 and a half. 25 and a half. See, I didn't even give you full credit. I, I did not give you credit for time served. I'm sorry. It was all a privilege. But thank you for your service and thank you for the things you continue to do. I know you've been under a little bit of a microscope, um, as as I have. Um, you you parroted something that I've said before, and I'm not going to say it here because I'm not going to give Kyle Clark or any of the radical leftists any more ammunition. But um, you know, there's there's a there's something happening right now. You have a, a canvassing report that came out of Colorado. Yeah, the citizens of Colorado decided to go find out what was true for themselves. So we've all been lied to repeatedly by our public officials about what uh, is true regarding our elections and our election systems. And uh, a lot of people, you know, like like myself, did not think that what they were saying sounded even remotely plausible. You know, the, the leftists in control of most of our media and a lot of our government are such profligate liars it's uh, what was it? Will Ferrell's line from uh, Anchorman? I'm not even mad. I'm just impressed. Like the yeah. level of lying is off the charts, you know. So Colorado citizens uh, banded together and went and conducted this thing, which is perfectly legal. They did it in a professional way. About eight thousand hours of volunteer time expended to canvas uh, almost ten thousand houses. They got about forty six hundred responses, I think, and and so those. Because of the way it was done, because it was done randomly within the four large counties, 
fourth of Colorado's 12 largest counties. Uh, because it was done that way, we can make assertions from the data about, and, and it was designed by, you know, statisticians and data analysts. You can extrapolate this information in out to see what it would be across the entire state, correct? Exactly. We can draw conclusions and extrapolate from that data, not only across those counties, but across the entire population in Colorado, the voting population. So what we did was the volunteers all went out and verified whether or not the Secretary of State's, you know, the Clerk Broerman in El Paso County says his voter rolls are pristine. Well, that's not what the data say. The okay, data so tell an entirely different picture. So let's back it up. So, it's called stratified sampling methodology, right? That's right. So so let's slow that's down right. and just tell people for the, that are the first time here, you know, some people are not going to understand it, but let's give them just a basic overview of what that means. I know it's extrapolating the data, but what does that actually mean when you say you've over 10,000 homes that you went to and how you pushed across the state? So it means that uh, that the statistician, so Jeff Young is the, is the chief analyst. He was lead analyst for USCIP, and now he's the, the lead analyst and chief of analytics for Color, uh, Cause of America. And so he designed a sampling plan that was based on selection of precincts within these large counties at the upper, you know, the very maximum uh, ranges of certain variables. Uh, we didn't, you know, we've been accused <laughs> of sampling on a lot of nefarious bases, but we actually use something called a voter opportunity score. So you look at the history of voters and then you look at how many times they voted compared to their opportunities and that produces a ratio. So, so the selection of precincts at the upper and lower ends of that ratio allows you to predict a distribution through the normal curve for voters within that uh, jurisdiction within that county. And then because of the nature of these in multiple large counties in Colorado, we can make assertions and they're, they're assumptions, but they're assumptions with a high degree of statistical confidence. Yeah. Yeah. Much, much greater than you would see in most sampling done by, you know, any political organization or anything like that. Okay. So let's, let's so, get right into it. What does the report show? I mean, I have the report. report I think shows a, yeah. somewhere between seven and eleven percent or five, between five and eleven percent conservatively eight percent irregularity or anomalies in the state's voter registration rules and in the voter history for voters that the secretary of state said voted in the november 2020 election and what that means is those voters and their votes were affected by these irregularities many of which are actually illegal they represent violations of colorado statute uh, in terms of violating the rights of voters not to uh, have someone else vote for them, not to have someone change their party affiliation, not to uh, have their votes discarded, and not to have their votes diluted by ineligible voters. And at the end of the day, what that means is that somewhere between 7 and 15% of all the races and ballot issues on the November 2020 election are in question. In other words, we don't really know what the correct outcome Wait, stop, 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 stop. I want you, you, you went over that as if you were a speeding car going over a speed bump at 500 miles an hour and it had no effect. Please go back about two sentences and tell us what you just said about the votes here in Colorado and that person called Jenna Griswold, you know, the thief uh, that is a secretary of state that stole the voice of the, of the people in Colorado. Go ahead and repeat that. Go back two sentences, please. We're losing you. What, what happened to your What happened to your mic? What happened to your mic? You 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 went you went quiet on me. 
hear you. I'm not sure there if it's we go. this interface. How about now? Yeah, perfect. Okay. So what this means, conservatively, we're talking about an 8% anomaly rate for that, for that voter history for the November 2020 election. When you extrapolate that across Colorado, that is larger than the margins of victory or, or of confidence in a lot of the races and issues that were on the November 2020 ballot. And that's a conservative. That's not a, the, at the high end, we're talking about 11% error. And what I mean by that is anything, anything, any race determined by less than 11%, you don't really know what the correct outcome of that race or issue was. And this is just on the questions that were that were asked by the canvassers. This isn't about, you know, there were hundreds of thousands, probably statewide, there was probably over 120,000 ballots that the Secretary of State and clerks mailed out because the, the Colorado voter rolls say that there's an address for a voter and the post office returned as undeliverable. Now you start adding that in, you start adding in the poor chain of or non-existent chain of custody for ballots you start adding in the absolute sham of signature verification. And, and we don't really know for, for a lot of the issues and races on the November 2020 election, what the outcome was in Colorado. We should have no confidence in that election and those results. Okay, so what you're telling me is that Colorado is not blue, potentially. I, I'm telling you, we don't know. I'm telling you, we've been lied to about the accuracy of the voter rolls. And what we should do is wipe that. And, th and this isn't a surprise to us because we have seen that there have been uh, security vulnerabilities discovered in the statewide Colorado registration election system, the score system where our voter rolls are kept. In 2015, the auditor, state auditor had a report that they kept confidential about vulnerabilities in score in 2020. The uh, Secretary of State's office hired an outside contractor to do penetration testing. They never told us the results, but we found out a, through kind of a sideway that they had found seven vulnerabilities. Well, if any one of those vulnerabilities exposed the voter registration data, you can't trust any of it. We have to start over. And, and as far as the 2020 election results, we have more than enough predicate to justify a complete independent investigation. So, so I want to equate this to something for you because it's going to be hard for some people to understand what I'm saying. And if you're a radical leftist and you're watching us right now, just so you know, I don't hate you, right? Unless you continue down this pathway, if you know. Once you see something, you can't unsee it. Back in the day, I used to give money to nonprofits. I would give money to large nonprofits um, that were working over in the Middle East and in Africa, and they're working over on education initiatives. So I, I, I'm one of those guys that didn't want to spend a ton of time in school, but you know, I wanted to make sure that people got access to education, right? So you have, um, and I am educated, but I, I don't, I mean, there are guys that literally are PhD and I mean, Eric Coomer is smarter than I am. <laughs> he can steal an election. He must be really smart. I, so, uh, but I went over to Africa and I was asked to write this report. And so I got access to information that I never, that most people don't get access to. And I did. And then I saw it. And what I saw, I couldn't unsee. And as Americans, we are seeing things that we can't unsee. We're trying to put the genie back in the bottle. 
and what Jenna Griswold and George Soros and all of these other pieces of trash, I'll call them trash. You don't have to call them anything. I will call it. You can, you can, you can nod your head, no, no, they're good people. You can say whatever you want. This piece is a trash. Stole our vote. We know it. We can see it. It's not just a canvassing report. We could talk about Mesa County and Tina Peters. We could talk about what's we talk about what happened in Arizona and the fact that there was controlled opposition that interfered with our ability to get to the bottom of that. We can go down the line and talk about Antrim County and the ASOG report that said that it was the systems were systematically designed to commit fraud. I don't know if you heard about what happened in, in, in Georgia, but in Georgia was uh, they were able to show you in the machines that the machines actually manipulated the vote and they changed the ballot images in Georgia. But nobody's heard about this, right? You can't unsee it, can you, Sean? Uh, no, I can't. That, that was what the, that's how this started for me on the 3rd of November, 2020. I read an article, the article made some implausible claims to me and I went to look at data and once I saw the incredible, unbelievable increase in voter turnout from one primary to another uh, presidential election primary, I thought there's no way, there's no way that happened in a in a you know modern industrialized nation. That didn't happen here. And then I knew I had to start reading. And once I saw how our voting systems were made, then I thought, oh, we're in real trouble. I had no idea before. I wasn't paying attention. But, you know, most citizens have been raised, our generation was raised mostly to trust government, right? I mean, I mean, there were, well, I mean, I grew up in DC, so there's, there's no, but you didn't assume it was prevalent. Yeah. Not like now, but now, I mean, you've got to ask yourself what's common sense, right? So Secretary of State Griswold has destroyed election records in Colorado. She has prohibited any independent audit of election systems. And she has deliberately, she's got people in her office who are paid to suppress negative messaging on social media. That's what oh, she's yeah. doing with cybersecurity money. She's got staff that do nothing but suppress negative messages on social media. So, so you tell me, what does common sense tell you? Does the person who destroys election records, prohibits independent audits, and tries to silence anybody who questions them, do they maybe have something to hide? I'm gonna go out on a limb and say yes, obviously. And, and I want to I be clear. You got attacked for standing up and saying that our, our laws in this country for committing treason is that you should be hung. You should be put to death. Right? That is the law. Is Punishment it not, is Sean? under U.S. code. That's right. Okay. Yeah, I also said due process and all the our leftist lying media decide to leave that out. I mean this. All of these people deserve due process. Now, whether any of us can get due process in this court system is an open question, and, and I guess we're going to find out. But they deserve due process, and they deserve justice. So, so as we go through this, um, what, what do we do with this information? I mean, what, what do we do with it? I mean, we're, we're at a place right now where we have so much information about voter fraud, and they're still saying election deniers, and I want to punch these people in the mouth. I'm going to tell you right now, if Kyle Clark were in front of me, I would, I would take a charge. <laughs> I'm just gonna tell you right now. I would take Kyle a charge. Would put himself in front of you. I mean, uh, oh, he wouldn't Obviously, do the it. guy's a coward, right? He's, he tried to intimidate an elderly woman at the Rock Church, and then acted like their cancellation somehow was an unrelated event. The guy's a scumbag. Who does that? Really? No, who does a that? scumbag that any, piece of trash. If that was your grandmother. If that was my grandmother. So. so 
I did tell you that I grew USCID. up on the East Coast, right? Yeah. So I'm going to tell you right now, you, you, you did that to my grandmother. If I'd even have found out about it in such a, a reasonable en enough time and I could have been there, I would have wiped the concrete with them. I would have. If our, if our society was healthy, somebody like Clark would be afraid to treat one of our elderly citizens that way and to yeah. lie. But our society is not healthy. No, it's right? not. I mean, the liars have got free reign right now. New York, New York Times versus Sullivan has provided, you know, too much protection to liars in the media. And now they're they're bought, right? They're bought and paid for. So they all get their marching orders. You can see the narratives march out from them in a coordinated fashion. And uh, and it's very difficult to get the lies walked back. But but what people can do with these. So so our elected officials are still, you know, they are our they are our employees. And we've got, uh, if you look up on uh, the website at usceip.org, you can see the first and second forensic reports and the Colorado canvassing reports. And I would suggest that citizens throughout Colorado, first of all, send those to their clerks, to their commissioners, to their representatives within the General Assembly, to their district attorneys for their judicial districts and to the Colorado Attorney General. Uh, we're going to get affidavit drafts up there, templates that people can use and explain what the significance of them is, and people will be able to use those and submit the reports to their district attorneys and the attorney general using those. And then I suggest they go, you know, they call them up and schedule time to go visit them and throw those reports on their desk if you have to. Ask them if they've read them, and if they haven't, then obviously they're negligent. It's a breach and dereliction of their duty not to read that evidence. And then if they've read them, ask them what they're going to do with that report. What are they going to do about the evidence of criminal violations of Colorado law in those reports? What they should be doing is demanding an investigation, suspending the use of those voting systems, and demanding an investigation into Colorado's voter registration system and into the mail-in ballots and all those proposed safeguards. And if our legislators in the General Assembly don't do that, then they are in violation of their own constitutional obligations under Colorado's constitution, because there is a, an article and section that requires them to safeguard the purity of Colorado elections and the elective franchise. And so we start removing people from office, whether it's impeachment or whether it's going after surety bonds or whether it's lawsuits. It, it's not going to be easy that, you know, people who wanted power got it while the people who wanted to be left alone left government alone, but it's too late for that. We have to take government back and bend it to our will so that it serves all the people and so that it's righteous again. Where, where do we go from here if they don't? And I know, I know that's not a question I should ever ask. I, should, I shouldn't probably yeah, ask the question. I, I mean, there's only, you know, if, if the government is not uh, legitimate on the basis of the consent of the governed, then that's spelled Declaration of independence, right? You cannot, you can't be a citizen that supports the Constitution and then not recognize what the Declaration outlines as a premise. Can you smell The government tea? belongs to the people, and the moment it doesn't belong to the people, they have no obligation to it whatsoever, and they have a right and obligation to create a government that will protect their rights. Can you smell that tea? Sounds like a tea party. Honestly, I've seen, you know, I've seen, uh, like, like you, I've seen violence, but I've also seen, uh, and, and I don't want it for my country. 
Um, no, I don't want but, it for but it. But honestly, I mean, you can't, this is like seeing, this is like concluding that the sun is going to come up. Tyranny leads to violence every single time. Either the tyrants are removed, are deposed, or there is violence. There, there's no, there's no other, there, in history of humankind, there is no other outcome. So I hope that, I hope that the people who are holding illicit power don't cling to it. I hope they instead embrace the transparency and investigations that will restore uh, the trust of citizens in their government. And that not just not just trust, but a warranted trust. Well, I got to tell you, there, there's so much that people can 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 actually get from going to um, useip.org. I, I know you're not allowed to talk about this, <laughs> but I got I got to poke you for it a little bit. Uh, USEIP got sued um, a couple of days ago. You got named. You got to tell people who sued you because this by itself, the NAACP, I mean, I, you couldn't draw another laundering event where you try to sue an organization for standing up for American people. Please tell everyone how USEIP for being too effective got sued. Well, so, yeah, so I'm not supposed to talk about this because we have to talk to the attorneys. You know, we have, I've been served now. And uh, so we have a date by which we must respond. I, you know, I, I don't think it's, I, don't, I think it's a public fact and will be self-evident. So all of the media release of their lawsuit all happened before they even served us. And that tells you about all you need to know. Now, who sued USCIP was the, um, I think it's like the Colorado, Montana, um, Wyoming branch or region of the NAACP, the League of Women Voters of Colorado, that's funny, and uh, okay. me vota familia. So what's interesting is this is three presumably or self-reportedly civil rights organizations yeah. suing USEIP, which is a civil rights organization. USEIP is Colorado citizens and now, you know, in other states, American citizens trying to defend their own right to vote and to have a government by their consent and only by their consent. So this is an interesting uh, dynamic, and uh, you know we'll have we'll have more to say about this in the days to come. But uh, I, I guess it wasn't a surprise, you know. Cor corruption, uh, you know, runs together. These the birds of a feather flock together. So there's an immense corruption in the left and their network and uh, web of interconnected nonprofits that have been uh, pushing the architecture that we have right now. And so, of course, they're going to try to defend it in the same way that somebody who, you know, steals something from your house tries to hold on to it after they've stolen it. I know that you're getting ready to get on to um, Steve's show, right? Bannon's show? I have no um, idea. I, I do whatever Holly tells me to do with media. Yeah, so me, Familia, uh, Voda was the foundation, by the way, that the judge on our case offered free counsel to. So, you know, the Antifa judge that's on the Coomer deal that violated every law, every uh, procedure, everything else, and basically stood as a proxy for Antifa inside the deal. Well, that's the organization. It's a corrupt organization. We found that there are multiple felons working for the organization, that they have laundered money through that organization. We are looking for whistleblowers. If you are with, if you are with me, Familia, 
uh, Voda, and they did you wrong, and you want to come forward to me, you literally can reach out, 888-441-1121, and you can come on here. I, pr- I will pay you a reward because I want that organization to fry. They have, they have destroyed the voice of minorities, and they have, per- they have participated in this, this fraud collectively. Due process? If I was, yeah. if I was guessing, I, you know, when you start looking, when we, you know, we have all these affidavits, and I think if you did an investigation statewide, you would find many more incidents of inaccuracy, um, which could point to, which point at, you know, legal violations in Colorado. And I think it's going to be interesting when we start going to find out who helped register all of these um, non-existent voters. Well, I got to tell you what, if, if it comes down to it, I do not advocate for violence. I, I will never advocate for violence. I have seen, like you, I have seen war. I have seen people die uh, unspeakable deaths, and I never want to see it. I certainly don't want to see it on our, on, on our soil. But I will tell you, and that's with a big but, at some point when lawlessness becomes law, we have an obligation, not a right, but an obligation to stand up for our nation. I want to play something for you that I think is— This happened in October of 2020. This is before the election. This is Bernie Sanders um, predicting what would happen on 3rd November 2020. Mr. Producer, let's play that video. Hey, Senator Sanders, you look great. Uh, uh, Really good to see you again. Thank you so much for for being here. Thanks for having me, Jimmy. Uh, There's a lot to talk about. Uh, First, I'd I'd love to get your thoughts on last night's debate. Uh, Well... What I think is that it was certainly not as crazy a debate as the first debate. Yeah. Uh, But I continue to be astounded by the degree to which Donald Trump lies, just lies and lies and lies. Not only his lies, his downplaying of this terrible pandemic from day one uh, is just astounding to me. And I hope the American people understand that because of his irresponsibility, Uh, because of his rejection of science, his attacks on Dr. Fauci, uh, that tens of thousands of people... Who turned out to be a fraud little piece of s***. Unnecessarily. Uh, One of the uh, things I admired about you is that you endorsed Vice President Biden, although you don't agree with him on every issue. Uh, I I just think uh, that that sends a... What what message are you sending there? Well, the message is that and let me be very frank, not everybody will agree with me, but I think that Donald Trump is the most dangerous president uh, in the modern history of this country. And it's not Get just because he lies all the time. It's not just because he doesn't believe in science. He tells the truth. It's not just because he's a racist or a sexist. Oh, my gosh, this guy. Can we get to the part where it, it says about the election, please? This is like propaganda. People are throwing up all over our American comment deal. And the thing I think that people will learn about Joe Biden, he is a you're going to have a situation, I suspect, in states like Pennsylvania, um, Michigan, Wisconsin, other states where (laughs) they are going to be receiving huge amounts of mail in ballots. Huge. And unlike states like Florida or Vermont, they're not being able for bad reasons to begin processing those ballots until I don't know, election day, or maybe when the polls close. That means you're going to have states dealing with perhaps millions of mail-in ballots. Here is my worry. What polls show and what studies have shown is that for whatever reason, Democrats are more likely to use mail-in ballots. 
Republicans are more likely to walk into polling booths on election day. Not true. It is likely that the first votes that will be counted will be those people who came in on That's election day, either. which will be Republican. And not here true. is the fear, and I hope everybody hears that. Lying piece of It trash. could well be, and, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. Nobody does. But it could well be that at 10 o'clock on election night, Trump is winning in Michigan. He's winning in Pennsylvania. He's winning in Wisconsin. And he gets on the television. He says, thank you, Americans, for reelecting me. It's all over. Have a good day. But then the next day and the day following, all of those mail-in ballots start getting counted. And it turns out that Biden has won those states. At which point Trump says, see, I told you the whole thing was fraudulent. I told you those mail-in ballots were crooked. And I got, you know, we're not going to leave office. He set the stage. Take this piece so of that trash is off my a worry Just take this piece of trash down, please. That, what do you think of that, Sean? Sorry, I just told you what I thought. I mean, if you're just wondering what, I mean, I was giving you the play-by-play. Well, I was, I was in Jimmy's story, mind. Right? I was Jimmy's, yeah. I was Jimmy Fallon, like talking. Three, good old three house Bernie Sanders. That's all, all the best socialists and communists have dashas, right? They all have a beach house. They all have a mountain house. Why not? And then something close to the center of power, at least three. So, so Times told us in their article, right, they finally came out and bragged about it, the cabal. They told us it was planned. Now the only question is what they planned and who was involved. We don't have to wonder that anymore. Right? The response of the Edison zero, the vote count dropping out, him being able to predict those. Why, why those three states? Right? Why those three states? I mean, so much of what he said is not true, and yet he was able to perfectly predict that. Suddenly, Bernie Sanders is able to perfectly predict something. It's clairvoyant. Mm, no, no. Yeah, this is this is every fixed boxing match ever. Yeah, well, I got to tell you, um, we, what we're seeing here right now is the Great Awakening. And the Great Awakening is centered on God. I'm going to tell you right now, it is centered on God. It is centered on this country. It is centered on the ethos and the culture of our nation that it is at risk right now, the soul of our nation that is at risk right now. And um, I'm going to give you the final word, and then I'm going to let you go get back to um, saving America um, in your end of the world. And um, I will join you on that battlefield when I'm done with the podcast. So final word to you. Thanks again. Thanks again for having us on. Thank you uh, for spreading the word. What, what I would say is something we know deep down is true, that um, our founders intended for us to be involved in our own governance, to be jealously guarding our own rights and civil liberties against the accrual of power and the abuse that inevitably, inevitably follows it. And this requires the involvement of citizens. So I know people are disappointed because there weren't quick fixes, right? There've been one promising, hopeful, quick fix after another that has failed. There's no quick fix. This requires American citizens to decide to be engaged and then to engage, you know, on a daily, weekly basis in telling all these elected officials that they'd better get themselves straight, that we are going to take back control and they cannot stop it. And the only thing that they can do if they try to stop it is put themselves in front of the juggernaut that is the American people. Well, I got to tell you, I am very grateful, and I think we are very blessed as Americans to have you, not just for the first 25 years that you served your country, 
um, as a colonel in the U.S. military, moving your way up and, and serving this country honorably. But we are, we are very grateful and blessed to have you standing in the gap and, and fighting for every American, uh, regardless of political affiliation, just for their voice to count to mean something. So God bless you, Sean. Thanks for coming on the show. And we'll have you on again and get another update uh, after we figure out how you, you crushed that uh, lawsuit by the little crap bags against the uh, U.S. It's coming. It, it remains my privilege. Thanks, Joe. Take care. God bless you. So um, we can go ahead and bring Ash back on. She's back in here joining us. But um, I, I have to tell you, I'm always just uh, excited when he comes, mm. when I get a chance to speak to him. Uh, we had that FEC United meeting. Mr. Producer, go ahead and pull up FECUnited.com's website. I want to say this because we're building out a platform right now. Um, that allows for us to have a community in all 50 states and down to a county level. So we will have the ability for you to become a member of this organization, FEC United. Um, you will literally go in. Um, you'll be able to invite people from your community. They do have to be fully vetted. Um, so you can go to FECUnited.com, become a member. It's $60 a year. And um, we have a, a thing for commerce as well. Go ahead and take it down. Um, we are building on a law and policy center. We now have an attorney that works directly for FEC United. Um, we're building out different chapters and charters across the country. We are actively now in five states. We're actually in 11 states, but we're active in five states, meaning we have some core ch uh, chapters and charters in those states. Um, but I, I want to tell you, this, this new platform we're building is app-based. It will give you the ability to bypass the app if, you, if, if Apple shuts it down or if if uh, you know the Google Play Store shuts it down, and you will be able to talk to people in your community that are like-minded, you'll be able to you'll be able to communicate with them. You'll be able to go and say, "Hey, listen, let's all meet at Joe's shop or Joe's bar, and let's talk about what we can do about what's happening in our community." You'll be able to communicate with each other on protests. You'll be able to create an environment where the school district is putting in CRT. Um, this platform is up and running. Um, I'm sitting here staring at uh, my partner in crime through the deal that's helped build this stuff out with FEC United, and we are going to be working with uh, USEIP. We're going to be working with the uh, Truth and Liberty Coalition, other nonprofits. We're going to give them full access. We're going to have a program where we can bring in partners. It is not about FEC United. It is just a cog to the wheel that allows for all of us to communicate, and um, that is something that we're going to be doing and that I'm going to be, you know, I've been working on this now for, for the last couple weeks. And, and uh, you know, at the end of the day, we're, we should all smell tea. We should all smell tea, Ash. We all smell tea. Oh, definitely. And, you know, I just wanted to touch on a couple of things that, uh, that Sean said, and one that you said first, Eric Coomer is smart on paper. Right. Not, not so much in the real world. Um, as, uh, as, as evidenced by the video we all got to watch last week of him being arrested for running his car into a building. Um, but, you know, Sean talked about voter rolls and he talked about, you know, how trying to clean them is a is a fool's errand because they can they're digital and they can just re-corrupt them. That's this. It's the same with the machines. You can't you can't build a secure computer that supply chain doesn't exist. The, the component parts don't exist at to, for us to do domestically. So we have to think about this differently. We have to think about our elections differently. If you always do what you always did, you always get what you always got. I was I'm doing some research right now for a piece that I'm working on and I was looking at the news that was that was happening back around um, 
my first my first election was hanging chats. That was the first presidential election that I was old enough to vote in. Was Bush v. Gore in the year 2000, and that brought us the Hava Act of 2002. If you go back and you look at the news from Hava from that time period around the 2000 to 2002. It's all about dirty voter rolls. It's all about we're going to clean them up, right? Um, I'm a proudly unaffiliated voter. I left the uh, the Republican Party in 2011. At that point, the message in the Republican Party was we're going to fix it in the party. We're going to get rid of the get rid of the rhinos in the party, right? Our government and the people who are adjacent to our government, the parties, are have no interest in solving these problems. They, they like the problems. They campaign on the problems. They raise money on the problems. They don't want to solve the problems. And that's why when the citizens get involved and we start actually looking for the truth, finding the truth, and wanting to solve the problems, they demonize us. They harass us. They raid us. They call us terrorists. Um, and that's, that's, what we're, that's what we're living in right now. And so, you know, we started this with what's the other hand doing while we're distracted with Ukraine? And I love that we ended on election fraud because election fraud is all of these things that we've talked about all these issues in the world consequences of a stolen election the only reason that they're able to get away with this is because they stole the election and so i'm really glad that we went from the distraction of ukraine and russia to action we went from distraction to action in the cause of an hour and the action is to get involved locally you can't do anything about russia and ukraine you can't do anything about what's happening in dc you really can't do anything about what's happening in your state capital, but in your local county, right? So get involved. Self-governance is never over. We're not going back to the normal when we were all asleep and as debt slaves and our government was robbing us blind. They just voted themselves a 21% pay raise. At, and out of the other side of their mouth, they're talking about how inflation is good and more spending is going to decrease inflation. They think you're stupid. And and you got to prove them wrong. So you got to wake up. You got to get involved. Get in the fight. Um, if you're in Colorado, USCIP.org is is a great resource. If you're in another state, go to CauseOfAmerica.org and click on your state. You can find information about getting involved locally there. But really, getting involved. This is all about action. There is no there's no time to sit and wait for somebody else to come save you and solve the problem because that's not happening. It's us. We're the heroes we've been waiting for. Yeah, so we we are we are in we are in a place where we're fighting for just the the soul mm-hmm. of who we are as a nation. I want to read something to you because I, I want I want you to understand that Republicans have been fighting for the rights of everyone and accepting everyone since the beginning of time. This is true. I want to read you something that Abraham Lincoln said in his Lincoln letters. Now, the reason why I'm saying this is because the deep rooted understanding of Russia dates back centuries. This part of this letter, and I was looking for it while you were talking, but um, came out of, uh, from uh, Lincoln letters. As a nation, we began by declaring that all men are created equal. We now practically read it, all men are created equal except Negroes. When the know-nothings get control, it will read all men are created equal except Negroes and foreigners and Catholics. When it comes to this, I should prefer immigrating to some country where they make no pretense of loving liberty, to Russia, for instance, where despotism can be taken pure and without the base alloy of hypocrisy. Now, the reason why I read that to you is because we are dealing in a place where they have dictated for a long time who our enemy is. And I'm telling you who our enemy is, 
is the leaders who have betrayed the very people they say that they represent. See, we've been living in this mirage for a long time. We can go back to when President Kennedy was actually shot and assassinated. And they said that one bullet came from one gun and he fired three shots, which is nearly impossible for some of the best marksmen that you'd have today. Yet, killed a president. We only found out years later, it was confirmed that it happened because of our intelligence community mm. and that they murdered a president, the president, the sitting president of this country. All these years later, we fast forward to Hillary Clinton and what she did just before they declared war on, conveniently on, or declared, the war was declared on Ukraine. Hillary Clinton was a part of spying on a sitting U.S. president, President Trump. And yet, have you seen anything come of that? Has she been put in shackles? Is she being held accountable? It took nearly 30 years for someone in Hollywood to be found guilty of molesting and raping women indiscriminately in Weinstein. It took decades for Jeffrey Epstein to be brought to justice while small children were served up to the political elite around our globe. It took decades for us to get to the bottom of what Hillary Clinton did in other places with the Clinton Foundation, with Bill Clinton as well, and other political elite, and stealing billions of dollars from the Haitians while the people suffered. The more that we fall down this path, the more that we realize that they are not for us, they are against us. They treat us as slaves. And while they spend indiscriminately and give themselves 21% raises on their taxes, or excuse me, on, on their pay, they watch as the American people, the poorest among us, suffer and lose access, which is a fundamental, just ideal, lose access to anything of quality, including education. So that's it. We're out of time. I got a bunch of stuff I need to close out on, but I want to tell you that God is at the wheel. Amen. We, we, are at the, we are at a critical place in time where courage, we know, is more infectious than fear. But as we walk down this path, we have an obligation to serve our fellow man not just here in the United States, but around the globe. As the U.S. falls, so goes the rest of the world. So we're out of time. If you like this podcast, please subscribe to us at Rumble at Conservative Daily. Follow us on Telegram at Conservative Daily. Uh, you can find us live at conservative-daily.com, Rumble, DLive, Twitch, Frank Speech, and CloudHub. I do want to say thank you, Ash, for coming on. We'll have her on again. Thanks for having me. Um, I'll get her on as, as many times as she can. Uh, if you want to follow us on the, on the audio version, actually follow us on the audio version too. Um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and Audible. Please subscribe and give us a five-star review. Share this episode with someone who needs to hear it or enjoys listening to this message. If you need a reminder, when we go live, you can text the word FREEDOM to 89517. Use the link in our description to sign up for our newsletter and so we can get you the facts blast that you need to be talking to your congressman. You need to be telling them what you think. Mm. Um, and so you also won't miss any of our important projects we're working on right now. That's it for this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Joe Oldman. I am joined by... Asha. And remember that the fight to win America, to win back America, is not one, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together. God bless you all. <laughs>